What up, what up, what up, I'm back This is the intro to episode 37, I believe Yeah, I'm pretty sure it's episode 37 What's going on, beautiful people? This is the Mindful Wizard Hope you guys are having a blessed day, Monday afternoon Early week For those of you that haven't listened to episode 37 Where I talked about being a sloth Go back and listen to it I think I named it Seth the Sloth And it was interesting because now that I'm no longer drinking coffee uh, like my brain is suffering from years of programming And just try it, it's an experiment Like literally just stop drinking coffee See what the fuck happens, see how you think See how your brain struggles to uh, stay awake It's very interesting And I've been known that uh, you don't really get awake Instead what happens is your brain supposedly shuts off the part where you feel sleepy So there's a big difference You're not awakened your just brains unable to process being sleepy. So whatever. That's that. I, f- I figured I'd throw that in there. For those of you listening to this now, you may already know that the link is now available to pre-order my book, my second book. I'm fucking so excited. Like I've been manifesting these things for so long. And when they come true, it's amazing. I'm very faithful. But then when you see the rewards of your faith... You may want to cry. So it's a beautiful thing. I've been talking about writing a book. Uh, I wrote the first one. Actually, I wrote three now. One, I was too scared to like publish. I didn't have the money for it. I was probably like 18. The writing probably wasn't too good either. But the uh, idea was definitely up there. And it's funny how life plays into the next. So check this out. And this is where I'll go for now. Remember what I said? Stop listening to this episode. Actually, don't stop now. But when you do stop... Please go back and listen. Uh, sorry, see the, the, the coffee, man. Please go back and um, pre-order that book. It would mean a lot to me. But check it out. So this is what happened. I wrote the first book. It was called Am I Famous Yet? It's like 18 years old, probably 20-something, between 18 and 20-something, around the time where I had my first eye surgery. And I was reflecting back on how much I use social media and how I built this personality, Stephen Potter, and, you know, Robots Fucking at the time. And, and I'll explain. Robots Fucking was a uh, Instagram handle that I had before I became the philosophical wizard. And then, fuck it, I guess I got to go into the full story. And then, so I was Robots Fucking around maybe 23, 24, maybe a little bit before that. And I met this really smart guy at the jails. His name was Mr. Smalls. And he said, yo, when I speak to you, I don't see robots fucking. He said, I see a really smart kid, you know, and and I think that's a fake persona. And I really sat and thought about what he said. And eventually it added up to me becoming, I guess, a more mature version of myself. And I finally grew into what I would call philosophical wizard. Now, the reason I called myself robots fucking was because that's what I felt like I was doing. I was just automatic. I was just chasing pleasure and... You know, fake intimacy And then when I was done having sex Or that, when that experience, when the lust wore off I was like, I don't really feel Fulfilled, right? I'm not happy with my life So that's where I evolved From robots fucking fast forward on Instagram To the philosophical wizard And then after a few years of experimenting As the philosophical wizard, I eventually became The person that we now know as the mindful wizard Adaptations, man, growth So let's get back to the book So imagine the kind of content that I was writing When I was still on that robot's fucking phase of my mind, right? Pretty immature, still probably funny 
And I probably, if I release it now, because no disrespect to everybody, but I think a lot of people are still stuck in that like childlike pursuing pleasure, me, me, me kind of thing. Oh, woe is me. The world happens to me. It's not, I've evolved, right? It became more of like, wow, I create the world that I live in and my choices define who I become. So that's how I became philosophical and philosophical jumps to mindful. So let's talk about it. So my first book was called Am I Famous Yet? And it basically took like a hundred of my my best Facebook statuses. And then I explained what I was going through at the time. So you would probably see like a one to five sentence Facebook status. People loved it. Cool. And then I used that as the basically intro to what I was going through when I explained it. So it, it eventually became like a diary. And then listen to what's funny. I use that same principle or that same kind of style of writing for my second book, which I published last year, Musical Clues. And that was my way of looking at 120, uh, excuse me, about, about 105 actually, 105 different rap songs that resonated with the law of attraction or spiritual truths. For example, the law of least effort, uh, the law of giving, and things like that so mostly law of attraction but then a lot of other laws were sprinkled in there law of faith so if you tap in and like you could probably buy that book still it's only 11 11 and um i think there's some some deep wisdom there but the crazy shit is that so i've already been kind of mentally prepared for this level of writing and then when i was offered the book it's 120 zen principles that i share in my book so the crazy shit is that i was already almost preparing for it before I even got the opportunity offered to me. So imagine just getting hit up by a you know, business and they're like, yo, we like what you write. Can you write this? And it was just crazy how God or, or my mind and God working together kind of knew that I should start writing this way because eventually I would create another text. And that's the text that you're going to now see in my bio that you can pre-order. It comes out the 18th of October and I'm extremely excited. Like my mother's face was priceless. My father's reaction was priceless. My niece and nephew uh, niece and nephew are written in the book. So if something happens to me, it's like a goodbye present to, uh, to them. So it's going to be a good time. And, uh, and God is good. You know what I'm saying? So, so I hope you guys tap into that. I just wanted to introduce that. I also want to talk to you about the discipline that it takes to not drink coffee. We're talking about day three now. I haven't, or shit, probably day five at this point. But to be fair, there is a hack. There is a hack. So, so hear me out. I, I'm actually drinking a, a substance now. It is coffee, but it's half the amount of caffeine as a regular cup of coffee. And it's, um, it's called Four Sig- Sigmatic. And it's a mushroom blend of coffee. It's pretty good. And like I said, it's half the caffeine, but you still feel alert because they supplement it with other things. For example, something called lion's mane, which is good for your focus. And then something called, hold on, hold on, chaga, which supports your immune system. So if there's those of you that want to just like get away from coffee, this is like a, an easy way to ease into cutting down. And I think your body in the long run will thank you. So chaga for the immune system and then lion's mane for your focus. And no, I'm not signed yet, but they owe me a sponsor check because I've been blessing up. All right, guys, let me get back to work. I love you all very much. Please check out the book, link in the bio, and I'll fill you in as the week goes along. I am working on getting a neuro-linguistic practitioner on, so I'll ask her about a whole bunch of interesting stuff. And um, I'm excited, right? Shout out to Jim for the opportunity. And what's cool about working with people like this 
is that they can kind of tell you how people lie based on where their eyes go. Like, I know that sounds weird, but, but hear me out. And when you hear the podcast, hopefully in the next couple of weeks, you'll understand what I'm saying. All right, guys, I love you very much. I'll jump in soon. Amen and holla. Yeah, I want to share something crazy with y'all. I went from reading Dr. Linda Howie's books to having her endorse one of my texts. Like, that shit is crazy. In a few short years, Dr. Linda Howie, one of the premier authors and doctors, PhD of the study of the Akashic Records, wrote some beautiful words about my book. And she called me her friend. <laughs> uh, life is good, man. So sometimes you win in unexpected ways. Like I may not have, I don't know, worldwide recognition, but the people that matter are now getting into my circle, right? And we're all kind of vibing together. So I thought that was interesting. And I just want to add a little spin of positivity into your day. I'll say it again, Dr. Linda Howie, somebody I really appreciate as a writer and as a thinker. She uh, she recognized my text, man, and God is good. Stay focused, guys, because anything can happen. What up, beautiful people? It's happening again. I just want to say that success brings out the best in some and the worst in others. So yesterday was the first time I publicly and officially posted about the book. I released the cover and a pre-order link. And it's crazy. It's fucking crazy. I recognize that on Instagram, I got the adverse reaction that I was looking for. You would have thought more people would have been like, yo, this is crazy. Shit got like 20 likes. But look what's funny. Then I posted it on Facebook. And that shit got like 100 fucking likes and like 15 fucking shares. But why is that interesting? Besides the numbers, it's interesting because people on Instagram have seen me from the beginning of Mindful Wizard all the way to this moment where we have now released our second book. On Facebook, though, it goes even way backer, 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 backer. On, on Facebook... People have seen my shit from, I don't even know, when I was 18 all the way to now being 33. So why that's interesting is because these people have seen a huge shift, right? A huge shift from childhood thinking to I'm becoming a young adult. And I want to share with you something that kind of bothered me, but I also kind of figured it out a little bit at least. Some people want you to grow and others are not happy with where they're at. So it's difficult to show love for somebody else because they're still dealing with their own shit. And like the great said, take nothing personal. It's sad. I pray for them, but you take nothing personal. I got some more though. Tune in. So I thought about that shit. I'm like, how the fuck do people on Facebook support more than people on Instagram, which is where I launched this whole business? And I really started thinking about it. And I'm not going to lie. That shit kind of bummed me out yesterday. But then I thought about it. If I'm like unhappy, right? And, and someone that I grew up with or that I see as an equal is doing quote unquote better than me, I'll be mad too. And at first I used to say, ay pobrecito. Like I used to feel bad. Fuck that. All of us have 24 hours, right? All of us have the ability to work. All of us have a choice to make. And if you're going home and choosing to drink or you're going home choosing to spend 
I don't know, fucking five hours on a video game, don't get mad at me when I'm spending fucking my afternoons busting my ass writing a book or, or, or marketing my page or building a fucking podcast. So people think these things come overnight and they don't understand the amount of time and sacrifice. So on that note, I know the balance. You bust your ass every single day, every fucking day. You pray every single day and then you reward yourself when you win. But take a little week. Reward yourself and then keep it moving. So what I'm doing on a positive note is I'm going to go celebrate. I'm going on vacation. Another vacation. Why? Because I worked my ass off for this. But back to the people. Like this one was a little irksome because I grew up with this person. I shared a book with them. And instead of saying congratulations, which is it's my own fault for expecting a congratulations. They hit me with a, like some little shitty joke about the book. So instead I just uh, kind of corrected them in a humble way. And I kept it moving. But what is the what is the... Uh, caveat, right? What's the meat and potatoes of this conversation and why am I bringing that up? You can't expect people to care about your mission the way you do. Regardless of, even if it's one person that reposts your text or one person that puts a a positive comment out there, fuck it. That's one person more. And if it's one negative person, what I was learning was that uh, what I had to do is kind of pray for them. And, and, and send them intentions and hope that they get what they think that they want to make them happy. Because I thought about it. Like, I'm talking about people that I grew up with that see me in jail, that see me, like, do dumb shit and, you know, see me get in trouble and see me lose my eye. I would have expected a phone call. A, uh, yo, brother, I'm proud of you. Uh, but guess what? I've gotten to this point where I don't need that. If anything, that shit is motivating me more. So if you're listening right now and you don't got that support system, become your own support system, right? If you don't have the people in your corner that's going to give you what you want, find those fucking people. Become that person and recognize that you don't need shit from anybody. All you need is faith and, and energy. And you have to sacrifice. It goes back to last week's episode, uh, Seth the Sloth, where... I felt like crap, but I still had to push through. And even yesterday, I didn't feel like advertising that book. I was tired, man. I wanted to go home and rest. But instead, I did what I needed to do to get the life that I want. And I want you guys to do that, too. So I'm really excited about the book. Um, and uh, am I disappointed in the people that I love? Of course. Right. Did I, did I think that some of them would share more love? Of course. But guess what? I don't need them. Because where I'm going, I can't take all of them with me. Do you feel me? I can only take those that want to come along. So just think about that. I hope that makes sense. I hope it applies. It's a beautiful day. I'm getting some sun. I could already feel it. Let me eat my peanut butter and jelly. Try to keep my ass healthy. Do you feel me? This brand and this conversation has been sponsored by Four Sigmatic Coffee. I'm just practicing. Oh, wait. One more. One more. So remember yesterday when I was talking about earlier in this podcast. Because remember, I do them in segments. I was telling y'all how... Dr. Linda Howie, one of my favorite writers, tapped in and endorsed my book. Like, that shit was dope. So, Linda wrote some beautiful words. And then yesterday, I commented on uh, Deepak Chopra's TikTok post. And I wrote something like, yo, I got a podcast. Let me know when you're ready to jump on. And he didn't say I'm ready, but he liked the comment and he gave me a thumbs up. So I hit him back up and I said, listen, brother, here's my email and here's the link. If you're interested, reach out. And that's all you could do. You plant the seed and you hope that it grows. But understand this, people. Anything is possible. We're talking about a kid with one eye from the neighborhood working. 
You feel me? Working. And we making this shit happen. So I hope that you love the vibrations channeling through. Don't let nothing stop you. Stay motivated. Stay humble. Even the people that don't support, pray for them because something in them is bothering them. And I hope that they find their resolution. Can I get an amen? Now I'm preaching. I'll tap in soon. Amen and holla. Yo, I got another observation. And this may seem negative, but hear it out before you accuse me of being a negative spreader. So I did a... This thing where I was like pretending that I got into a fight And that I got choked on the train <laughs> And like it all started Because somebody like accused me of following Like that his girlfriend Follows me And it's not true But sometimes I do these like BS uh, Stories To keep people engaged And it's sad right because I peep like if I write about Spirituality like the day before I remember talking about the law of least effort right i just talked to y'all about um deepak chopra that's one of the laws that he teaches in the seven spiritual laws of success and it's ill because when i wrote that that shit got like 30 fucking views not even likes we're talking about fucking views then later that day i said fuck it let me try some crazy shit so i made up this story and at the end i'm like all right well none of that is true but follow mindful wizard and that shit got five thousand fucking views you know what i'm saying so it speaks to the collective of what kind of shit we want to engage with and it saddens me because i'm like yo bro i feel bad right even creating that kind of content because i know that in in a metaverse universe multiverse i'm creating some level of trauma drama whatever you want to call it and people engage but then the problem is I'm also speaking that into existence, almost inviting that into my life. This is why I advise people. I try not to watch specific television or or specific content or fight videos because once you start putting that shit out, you start to see it in your consciousness. So so what I try to put out is only positive, but at the same time, y'all gotta understand I'm running a business. And uh, it's funny, because as I'm talking to you, I, I posted up on this uh, fence and I'm looking at a I don't even know what it is. I guess like a, not a trash can, but like a a mailbox or something. I guess that's what that is. It's a storage mailbox. I've never seen them, but it says emotional conflicts. So that's interesting because this is an emotional conflict. Like my goal is to want to spread love and to get engagement. But I realize that specific people like specific content and fighting for whatever reason gets people views. So. So I was like, let me do a part two. I did a part two and that shit got like 2,000 fucking views. And all I said was some bullshit. So I'm like, no wonder these fucking rappers make so much money. All they got to talk about is fucking, you know, dumb shit and like hurting people. And it just sucks. Like it just saddens me. So so I wish those of you that are listening, if you're, if you're listening, try to gravitate towards more positive things. And it's like it goes back to the book. Like if I wrote a fucking book, not that everybody has to support every single book that comes out. But it's crazy. You would think people gravitate towards that. But if I did like a documentary about like killing people, that shit would have been viral. I don't know. It's just weird. Like it speaks to the mentality of the people. And I kind of feel bad. I pity people. And I know I shouldn't, but it's just like, yo, what the fuck? And then um, I remember, I want to say it was Don Miguel Ruiz Jr. He spoke about people being covered in basically like invisible bleeding sores cuts that are infected and he says sad people want to infect more people i'm not trying to infect people i'm trying to heal people you feel me and i think the content that i'm putting out 
is very helpful in that regard. So I thought about that cut thing and it's kind of like, it's like, do I have to speak the language of the people to connect with them or do I have to just continue to stay on a higher vibration, hoping that people finally engage with that content? It's a weird uh, emotional conflict. And it's something that I deliberate on often. Like, do I need to be a certain way or do I just continue to create the content that I want to create? And I'll be honest with you, I don't love creating negative content, but I realize that's what gets the views. It's fucking weird. It's fucking weird. So if that's you and all you want to consume is negative shit, ask yourself, what the fuck is wrong with you? And I don't mean that in a negative way, but like, why do I gravitate towards filth? What am I feeling inside? And I guess it goes with where my mind is at. Like, or as I'm eating better and I'm trying to cut off shit that, that hurts my body, whether it's gambling, whether it's coffee, whether it's negativity, whether it's haters, whether it's any escapism that we use. I think I've gotten to this point and, and obviously day one was fucking brutal. But now we're talking about like day 10, I think. And I don't need caffeine as much. Like, I love it. I miss it. It's a nice little rush. But if I start to feel whole within myself and i'm talking about the whole with w w h o l e i need less from the external and i think that because i try to create this lifestyle for myself with the mindful wizard stuff and it takes kind of long right because when you create anything it, it takes time so when i feel like oh i'm not being successful that's when i gravitate towards these external pleasures and i think we all do it but pr i promise you once you start to heal and you realize that you don't need anything to be happy then you don't seek as much. And when you don't seek, more things come. Law of least effort. And the law of detachment. Like on a positive note, I'm in the sun looking at this cute ass dog with some shoes. And it's really funny to see. So I just wanted to show you guys that. Hello, friend. I had to say hello to the dog because he's wearing like some easy looking shoes. And it's really cute. But yes, I want you all to understand that. And also to question yourselves if you're listening. Like get a little reflective. What the fuck am I gravitating to? And why do I think that I need this kind of content to uh, be happy? Like what is it that it does for you? Does it like excite you? Do you want to be a professional fighter? Like I like explain. Like if you're watching, you know, UFC as a sport, that's different. But like why would you gravitate to fights on a train like the fuck it's also clickbait so i get why i gotta do it and shit i feel like a marketing person but i also don't want to manipulate people so it's, it's, it's a emotional conflict you feel me so for those of you that have figured out marketing let me know what the fuck is going on i know the news has figured it out because all they put out there is negative shit and i notice that a lot of people like the fucking news they just want to hear negative shit so what i'm going to do is create a positive news source welcome to positive news featuring the mindful wizard all right guys i'll probably jump back in soon i'm just filling you in filling you in on what's going on where my mind is at i'm excited as fuck uh i love you you guys are cool check out the book well, let's get this money, man. God bless and holla. Let's get this healing, too. Yurt. Oh, it just started raining. What up? Yeah. So I just left Target. And um, I went in there because if everything works out, the book that I wrote will be there next month in the physical copy of it. So I wanted to like go over there for a little bit and just see what their journal selection was looking like and uh, what it would feel like to walk in. So I did like a quick little mini visualization and i'm just like yo what would that feeling feel like and it was cool i flipped through a few um pages of one of the journals there one of the questions was just something to reflect on and write about and it was like how has your life been around money 
Did you have what you needed? Uh, did you want more? Did you live in abundance? And where's your life at now? And I just started thinking about it. I'm like, oh, that's such an interesting question to see. Because I'm like, who would I be if I had all the money that I wanted? How would I treat people? And I think I'd pretty much be the same. The only difference is I wouldn't work as hard, right? Or, or specifically, I wouldn't go to work every single fucking day. Wake up at 5.30 in the morning. like, And I would start giving more. And it was just, it was just a good frequency to put myself on. Especially when I was visualizing my book coming out. And then, like, it was interesting because I bumped into a crossing guard and she said, yo, you look uh, better. And I said, no, actually, she said to me, your day must be easy today. And I said, why you say that? And she was like, and this is a stranger, like, we've talked a few times, but she doesn't know anything about me. And she said, um, well, she knows a little bit. She knows that I work and stuff. But she said to me, um, yeah, your face looks so relaxed. And I'm like, yeah, because I was just praying on it. And I was praying on just letting things go, you know, and, and I'll share this message with you. Pray visualize and put yourself in the position mentally that you want to be in also learn this quote was very helpful for, for me and i'll say it again you can't take blame for systemic failures like if something's wrong with the system you're just a part of that system but don't take all the blame because it's not all your fault and learn to free yourself from that judgment and from that need to take all of that within like as if it was your fault all right let me get back to work that was just a quick two minutes i love y'all and we'll talk soon